Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening for a reason. I trust that you are going to hear something today that has an impact on your personal journey in your relationship with yourself and with food. I trust that you are here for a reason and you are going to hear something today that really makes a difference for you. So let's dive in. So in last week's episode, I talked about how the brain works to give you an understanding of the basics so that you can work with your natural wiring rather than fighting against it or thinking that something is wrong with you when your brain just does what human brains do. Remember, the brain's job, number one, survive. Number two, the motivational triad, seek pleasure, avoid pain, use as little energy as possible. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the episode about understanding the brain, I recommend that you do. These two episodes really complement each other very nicely. Okay, so this week, we're going to expand on understanding the brain by diving into the power of questions. So when your brain is not in survival mode, it's basically like a computer. It's always working on finding answers for whatever it believes to be true. Your brain has fundamental beliefs. Your subconscious, you have these fundamental beliefs. The brain is always scanning the environment for proof that supports those beliefs. This is why often things just feel so true. For example, if you believe that you are out of control with food, your brain will look for evidence that this is true. When you start eating a particular food, your brain will offer up lots of thoughts like, you won't be able to stop, you might as well finish it off because you won't get it tomorrow, or I just want it. You end up eating in an out-of-control way. But was it the food that created the experience? or your belief that you are out of control. Your belief has a huge part to play in this equation. Now, how do we know this? We know this because two people can have very different experiences with the exact same food. So if the food was causing it, the experiences would be the same. But since it's not the food, it's what's happening within the brain, often subconsciously, 
these subconscious beliefs that have been repeated over and over again, that is what creates our experience. Now, if you're simply not eating enough food, no amount of belief work and looking at your subconscious beliefs, what you're thinking about, no amount of this work will help you overcome the body's primal desire to get sufficient food for survival. And if your nervous system is dysregulated, you may not even have access to your beliefs in a particular moment. But we can continue to do this work and get curious about our underlying belief systems and how the brain looks for evidence to prove it true. So in this case, we can do what one of my teachers, Brooke Castillo, calls equal airtime. Now, this means that you spend an equal amount of time looking for evidence that you do have control with food as you do looking for evidence that you don't have control. Your brain is naturally going to look for the evidence of what it already believes. It's already going to look for the evidence that you don't have control. But when we bring in equal airtime, we say, okay, let me look for the evidence that I do have control. Let me look for the times when I don't feel out of control with food. Let me actively put my brain to work on that evidence. Now, another key point to know about the brain is that it will always look for the negative in a situation. This comes from its number one job, to survive. The brain is always scanning for threats, for what is wrong. If we don't direct our thinking and our attention, it's always going to focus on the faults, on the ways we are not making progress. So how do we counter this? We use the power of the reticular activating system. The reticular activating system is like a filter in your brain. It's how your brain decides what to focus on. You have over 60 thoughts, 60,000 thoughts in a day. Conscious and subconscious thoughts, over 60,000 of them. There is no way the brain could fully process all of those thoughts. So it has to decide which ones are the most important. This is where the reticular activating system comes in. If we don't direct it, the brain will automatically focus on what's wrong, what's not working, and what it has always done. This goes back to the motivations of the brain we discussed in the last episode. Avoiding pain using as little energy as possible. But the great news is that we can harness the power of the reticular activating system by putting it to work. We can tell it what to filter out. Have you ever had the experience where you want to buy a new car and then all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere out on the roads? Or maybe you want to buy a washer and dryer. And you start to see sales and advertisements for them everywhere. Now, there are not magically more of that type of car on the road or more sales and advertisements for washers and dryers. But what happens is that your reticular activating system 
has filtered this information out as important. This particular activating system is also what is in place when a mother can hear her child's voice in a room full of other children. Or you can spot your partner among a crowd. The reticular activating system helps you filter out what it deems as important. So you want to start looking for evidence that you do have control around food. Are there times of the day when food feels easy? Is it really true that you can't stop eating? Or have there been times where you have stopped for one reason or another? Now, we can combine two very powerful concepts, the reticular activating system and the power of questions. If you ask your brain a question, it will go to work to answer it. Your brain doesn't care if it's a useful question or whether it is helpful or harmful to you. It's like a computer. Give it a question, it will give you an answer. So it's very important that you ask your brain very powerful questions. Remember, when left to itself, the brain will be looking for what's wrong, what isn't working. So these questions might sound like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I figure this out? Why don't I do what I know I should be doing? Why do I keep doing this to myself? Have you said these to yourself? I'm going to guess yes. I have said all of these to myself on so many occasions. But can you see how these are dead end questions? Basically, the brain is probably going to come up with the same answer for each of these questions. And here's what that answer is. It's because you are broken. What's wrong with me? Why can't I figure this out? Why don't I know what I do, what I know I should be doing? Why do I keep doing this to myself? The brain resolves, well, it's because you're broken. I am here to tell you that you are not broken. There is a very good reason why you binge, and you can use the power of questions to help you get out of shame and judgment and into curiosity and compassion so you can understand yourself and your behavior. When you understand yourself, you become more empowered to make a different choice. So what questions will help shift you into curiosity and compassion? We know these are the key concepts that are going to help you shift curiosity, and compassion. What are some powerful questions you can ask yourself? I'm going to share some with you. All right, so I have some questions to ask yourself before a binge while you're having that urge, that desire to eat. I have some questions during, while you're eating, and for after. Okay, questions before, when you really just want to eat, kind of disconnect from yourself. Eat a lot of food. What do I think the food is going to do for me? Can I describe this sensation in my body? How would I describe this to somebody else? 
What do I really need in this moment? What is the most painful thought that I'm believing right now? What would it be like to allow this sensation to be a part of my experience for a few minutes before deciding what to do next? Okay, during a binge, while you're eating, how does this make sense? What do I really need right now? What would feel supportive to me in this moment? Can I just stop a little sooner than I normally would? What do I notice about the taste, texture, and experience of the food? How much consciousness can I bring to my thoughts and physical sensations? After a binge, after a moment, an out-of-control moment with food, some questions you can ask yourself. How does it make sense that a part of me needed to binge? What did I really need in that moment? What do I need right now? What would feel supportive to me in this moment? What can I learn from this? How will I move on? When you ask yourself these questions, your brain will answer them. This is how the brain works. It's what it is designed to do. But let me give you a couple of tips on this. Tip number one, ask open-ended questions. Yes or no questions won't open your brain up to additional thoughts or insights. It will give you a yes, it will give you a no, and then it will move on. So if you ask open-ended questions, you give more options. It allows more insight, more information to come to you. Now, the next tip is to give yourself time to hear the response, to hear the answer to the question. So sometimes people will ask the question and then completely disconnect from themselves before the brain has a chance to respond. And when I was in the process of learning this, learning how to ask myself questions, this would happen for me. I might ask myself the question, but I wouldn't give myself the chance to answer. So give yourself time. Let the brain respond. If you give it time, if you are really in curiosity and in compassion, the brain will give you an answer. Now remember, shame and judgment are going to make you want to disconnect from yourself. So the key is curiosity and compassion. Get curious. Ask amazing questions. And see what responses your brain offers up. Now, I want to warn you. When you start asking questions that you've never asked before, the answers may take a little time to arrive. This is completely normal. You are literally asking your brain to think in a new way that it has never thought before. The answers might not be readily available, but they will come if you give them time and are truly open to the response. The more you ask yourself these questions, the more the brain gets practiced in getting curious about what is happening, 
in thinking about it in this new way, the more you will get responses more quickly, responses that feel uh, more supportive to you, that come to you. But this is a new skill. It's a new process. It will take a little bit of time, but the brain will give you answers to these questions if you ask them and you stay open and curious. Now, I gave you a lot of questions. I do not expect you to remember them all. I have created a download for you with all of these questions so that you can have them for yourself when you need them. So you can get your list of powerful questions at janepilger.com forward slash questions. That's janepilger.com forward slash questions. Remember, your brain is a powerful tool. When you know how it works and you can see what is happening, you are able to work with it. There are times you can use this knowledge to your advantage, like by asking powerful questions. There are also times you can put it to work on finding what else might be true that is different from what you have always believed about yourself. I noticed a huge shift for myself when I would find myself in the pantry. And instead of saying to myself, there you go again, shouldn't be doing this, or I knew I would end up doing this again, I would ask myself, what's going on? What do you really need? What do you think this food is going to do for you right now? It was a gentler conversation, one that was more compassionate, that didn't make me want to fully disconnect from myself and my experience. When I was able to walk into the pantry, have a conversation with myself, and walk out, I knew that big changes were happening. And what was so amazing was that it didn't feel hard. I wasn't using willpower or force to not eat. I was simply able to see that the food wasn't the real need and therefore not the real solution. Okay, between this episode and last week's episode, you have so much great information to put into practice. Notice the patterns of your brain. Notice when it might be in survival mode and when you have more access to the thinking part, to your prefrontal cortex. When you do have access to the thinking part of your brain, use the power of questions to get new answers that will help you understand your patterns and your behaviors. Use your reticular activating system to start looking for evidence of progress, evidence that you do have control around food. And if you want more information on how to look for progress, how to measure progress, check out episode 25 of this podcast where I talk about measuring progress. You are a human with a human brain. This is an amazing thing, especially when you can learn to work with it. Ask amazing questions and you will get amazing answers. Download your list of powerful questions today at janepilger.com forward slash questions. I'll see you next week. 
Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. If you want to understand why you feel out of control with food sometimes, I've created just the thing for you. Discover the number one reason why and get three things you can do today. Visit bingebreakthrough.com forward slash quiz and you'll have your answer and your next steps within minutes. That's bingebreakthrough.com forward slash quiz.